Let's check in with Vaughn Palmer for the Vancouver Sun this morning. Good morning, Vaughn. Hey, good morning, Simi. You know, the B.C. is at the breaking point. You've got wildfires ravaging the province, evacuation orders, heat wave, and the fourth wave of the pandemic. I ask you, what better time to call a federal election? Right? This is the thing. I thought nobody in B.C. is paying attention to this right now. No, you know... um, You ever wondered exactly how large B.C. looms in the calculations of our federal leaders and of Ottawa? You got your answer. They don't don't think about us very much. We're kind of an afterthought. They look at, uh, can I win a majority in Ontario and Quebec? Am I going to make gains in Alberta? Are the opposition parties weak and on the defensive? And then they call the election. I think it's... uh, we're kind of a low-end calculation on that. Yeah, but you know what gets me about that is in, the, in this particular election, BC will be critical to f- who forms government here, and it just feels like it's an insult to us to be having doing all this right now. Well, we always like to think that, <laughs> that we're important. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a very self-centered province. Uh, you look at the, the – there was a good analysis uh, by our colleagues at Global yesterday here in BC – Keith Baldry and Richard Zussman, and they point to, you know, what, 10, 12 seats here in B.C. that, if it's close, could make the difference between a majority and a minority. But B.C. is, a, is also a battleground, Simi. There's, there's, you know, the Conservatives did well here last time, although they didn't do well enough across the country. The Liberals lost seats, the New Democrats lost a couple of seats. Yeah, there's, with the Greens staggered uh, across the country, the New Democrats may make some gains. Uh, Jagmeet Singh represents a B.C. riding, and he's a good campaigner. Aaron O'Toole's an unknown, and Trudeau's polling numbers, like, yeah, he's got high positives still compared to the other leaders, but he's also got high negatives. So um, does that mean that one party has got a chance to make a big breakthrough out in B.C. and, and m- the province make the difference between majority and minority? Perhaps, but it also may mean that B.C.'s a wash. Uh, for example, the Liberals may have uh, better room to go- grow in Alberta and Ontario because uh, the premiers there are unpopular. Um, it may come down to how well Trudeau does against the bloc in Quebec. I, I don't know if we're going to be uh, the deciding factor in this campaign or not yet, but you do sort of hope they'll pay a bit of attention to us once uh, if our own attention ever turns to the federal campaign after all the uh, homegrown crises we're dealing with here. Well, exactly that. And I wonder, you keep hearing, uh, you know, national media use the example of B.C.'s election. Do you think that factored into it? Do you think the Trudeau yeah. government was like, well, look, at they did it? You know, I, I heard, and I heard you talking to David Aiken about it, and I think David is, is right on on that. It, it, the opinion polls... Here in B.C., when John Horgan called the SNAP election uh, last September, indicated a huge number of British Columbians didn't want an election. They didn't think it was wise or safe to do it in the middle of a pandemic, and the second wave was already in play then. And there were a lot of concerns. And and the Premier, go back, uh, I went and read the transcripts the other day, Uh, the Premier got a rough ride in his first couple of press conferences about it. Why now? Why do we need an election? He he gave essentially a BS explanation involving what he claimed was a collapse of the working arrangement with the Greens, which simply wasn't true. Um, He talked about how, well, there's never a bad time to ask the voters for their opinion, but it was sheer opportunism, and after that faded as a storyline in the election, people turned their attention to, um, 
okay, well, we have an election. Who am I going to vote for? And it took a while to get people focused on that, but it ended up being a campaign where the distraction of the pandemic actually worked in John Horgan's favor because it came down to an election about, uh, do you want to change a government during a pandemic? And the answer for most voters was, no, we don't. Well, he had help from the opposition on this, too. Yeah, we had a, uh, a weak opposition. Uh, again, go back, uh, the liberals themselves provided the definitive account of what went wrong. Their, their post-mortem on their election in 2020 was as devastating a post-mortem I've, as I've read, and that includes the one the NDP produced after losing in 2013. Uh, you know, their, their leader was weak. Uh, he was unpopular. <laughs> He was unpopular at party headquarters, according to the liberal yeah. analysis of it. So, you know, and and the liberals, and this is an interesting, this may also be relevant to the federal campaign here. The, the, the B.C. liberals concluded that the media wasn't, the mainstream media were not sufficiently critical of John Horgan. So they decided to shift their focus to social media. We're going to we're going to win this thing on social media. And they went on social media and discovered that hmm, most of the people on social media were actually younger. Uh, they were millennials. They were with it. They were woke. They were hip. And they were NDP supporters. So they got beaten up there right. as well. So I don't know how prepared, for example, Trudeau's opponents are uh, for the social media campaign. But it's increasingly important, especially since, Simi, we're going to be running a a virtual campaign to some degree uh, because of the pandemic, um, you know, and and just take the masking issue. Um, Aaron O'Toole is an unknown quantity anyway, in my view, and he stumbled around yesterday, fumbled around trying to explain what his policy is on masking. I can't believe he didn't have an answer already. Like- uh, you know, <laughs> I think he does have the answer, which is he and a lot of members of his party don't see eye to eye, and that's true of O'Toole on a number of issues. Uh, you know, LBGTQ rights and conversion therapy and carbon taxes. Um, you know, this is a guy who I think wisely realizes that if the conservatives are going to have a shot at forming a government themselves, they're going to have to move closer to the center. But his party members are really comfortable over there on the right, or a bunch of them are anyway. Yeah. And that's a great gift to Trudeau, um, as are the troubles with the Green Party. Um, probably the the two parties that have the chance to gain the most at the expense of the federal liberals, the NDP, well led by a very effective campaigner, Jagmeet Singh, and the block, and we don't pay enough attention out here to the block and how they're doing in Quebec. But Blanchette, the uh, the block leader in Quebec, uh, he's he's very effective there. And again, that may turn out to be uh, the province that really makes the difference between Trudeau being able to win a majority or a minority. Right. Before we let you go, though, can we quickly just talk a little provincial politics here? Did see some criticism on social media over the weekend about people saying, well, where is the premier with the fire situation getting far worse over the weekend? Where is the political leadership? Yeah, you know, that's an old political issue when there's a crisis, when there's a forest fire season, where's the premier? Uh, My understanding is the premier has been on holiday and August is usually the quiet time. Uh, He left the management of the forest fire situations to uh, Mike Farnworth, who is the minister for 
uh, emergency services and solicitor general. Uh, he's been, I see, on Twitter, uh, social media, doing some stuff. I, you know, what good does a premier really do um, visiting places uh, where there are evacuation orders and and crises? Um, I recognize it's the optics, but... I don't know about visiting, but even just being saying something or making comments or a statement yeah. or something. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, I, uh, I can be pretty critical of John Horgan and of the New Democrats and of premiers in general, but I think this optics thing, um, fulminate about it all you want. Uh, Christy Clark uh, took heat on this. So all the premiers I've covered have taken heat on this over the years. Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Um, it's an easy issue for opposition parties, and the opposition parties lack a lot of good issues. So... Uh, but on this one, um, I, John Horgan will be back to work very soon, and I think he's in touch with his government anyway. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Vaughn, thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Cindy. Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. More to come on the wildfire coverage. I know things really changed over the weekend.